This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by bearing witness that none has the right to be worshipped or unconditionally obeyed except for him. And we bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his final messenger. We ask Allah to send his peace and blessings upon him, the prophets and messengers that came before him, his family and companions that served alongside him and those that follow in his blessed path until the day of judgment. And we ask Allah to make us amongst them. Allahumma ameen. Dear brothers and sisters, as we pass through a glorious day in our history, and we are still in a glorious month, the month of Allah, Muharram, but we pass through Ashura, there are certain names that were mentioned. And of those names that was mentioned was the name of Musa alayhi salam more than any other name. And why not Musa alayhi salam? is the most celebrated person by name in the Qur'an. A person whose name occurs over and over again, who we see in his moments of vulnerability, in his moments of dua, in his moments of hardship, in his moments of victory. But subhanAllah, with the story of Musa alayhi salam, just like with the story of all of the Anbiya of Allah, all of the Prophets of Allah, there are people there in the background that have this incredibly high station with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whose names you and I do not know. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us, and may Allah make us amongst them, grants us al-firdaus al-a'la, grants us the companionship of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may Allah unite us around our beloved one sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his family and his companions and those righteous people that we always speak about, and we walk around the homes of Al-Jannah in anticipation of meeting our Prophet ﷺ, of meeting our mother Khadija anha, of meeting Al-Hasan Wal-Husayn of meeting these incredible people that you hear about over and over and over again. There are going to be people around the Prophet ﷺ and those companions that you are going to be very curious about. Who's that guy? Who is that lady? I have no idea who this person is. Is it a famous person? Is it someone who died in Hijrah? Is it someone who died in one of the famous battles? Who is this person? And that person could be from some obscure place in Andalus in the 14th century that you've never heard about, that never had his or her name written in a book, that maybe could not even read a book. And they are roaming in the highest level of paradise with the Prophet and the companions, and we hope that we will be there to introduce ourselves to them and be introduced to themselves, to be introduced to them. Allahumma ameen. And there's this one narration, subhanAllah, that always moves me deeply in this regard. And it is the narration of Al-Isra wal Mi'raj. When you talk about the possibility of being outshined by some of the big names, there is no event that you could possibly be more outshined in than the event where the Prophet led all of the Prophets in Salah and then proceeded through the heavens to meet them one by one. I mean, where do you find yourself in the mention of a story with the Prophet praying in Al-Aqsa, Al-Mubarak, with Ibrahim and Isa and Musa behind him and these amazing Prophets and people with great legacies. How are you going to situate yourself in this story of the Prophet ascending through the heavens with Jibreel and meeting people whose names are etched into not just the history books but into the Qur'an, the greatest book of all, to be recited at every moment for the rest of the existence 
of mankind and beyond because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's word does not cease. And subhanAllah, on that night, the Prophet sallallahu is ascending through the heavens and he smells this incredibly beautiful fragrance. And as he takes in that smell, with all of these images of things that are otherworldly, that you could not imagine, that are so striking, Rasulullah says, Ya Jibreel, what is that beautiful smell that I'm smelling? Never smelled anything like this before. What is that incredible smell? Is it a smell from Al-Jannah? Is it a smell from the cloth of one of the prophets of Allah who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has elevated to a high rank? Where is the smell coming from? And Jibreel alayhi salam says, this is an authentic hadith of Muslim Imam Ahmad, he says, This is the fragrance of the hairdresser of the daughter of Fir'aun and her kids. What? Out of all of the people that the Prophet is meeting and interacting with and smelling and experiencing and greeting all of the sights and sounds and smells, you are smelling that striking smell that caught your attention when most people would just be lost in the sights. That striking smell is the smell of the perfume of the hairdresser of the daughter of Fir'aun. I'm going to repeat that. The hairdresser of the daughter of Fir'aun. Not even Asiya the famous wife of Fir'aun who was killed. The hairdresser of the daughter of Fir'aun. And the Prophet in the midst of this incredible journey goes, What is her story? How in the world amongst this league of prophets and people does she have this incredibly noble place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And Jibreel starts to tell him the story وسلم, on the journey. And says that this was a woman who used to comb the hair of the daughter of Fir'aun in the palace of this cruel tyrant. And she was a secret believer. So one day she dropped the comb and she said, Bismillah, in the name of Allah. And the daughter of Fir'aun said, Abi, you mean my father? And she says, no, no. Rabbi wa Rabbu Abik, Allah. No, I mean my Lord and the Lord of your father, Allah. She says, I'm going to have to tell my father about this. So she delivers the message to Fir'aun that my hairdresser said, Allah and the Lord of my father and her Lord is Allah. Fir'aun is a petty man, as most tyrants are. He could have said, who is she anyway, whatever. Gave her a little bit of a flogging. He puts on this whole scene and he says to her, is there a Lord other than me? And with full confidence and certainty, that woman says to him, in front of all of the subjects of Fir'aun and with all of the intimidation, your Lord and my Lord is Allah, the Lord of the heavens and the earth. Fir'aun decides to create an entire ditch and light it on fire and decides to publicly execute this woman and her children. SubhanAllah. Just for that, the pettiness of a tyrant. 
And the Prophet said that Jibreel said to him that one by one he took her children from her and dropped the child in the fire. She watched her children go one by one until she was holding on to her baby. And Fir'aun said, cast the baby in. And she said, I have one request. What is that? She said, that my bones and the bones of my children will be in one kefen. I want to be buried with my kids. When you gather us at the end of this, at least put us together. Fir'aun says, fine. Throw the child in. And she hesitated for a moment. And the baby says to her, Go ahead and throw me in because the punishment of this world is worse than the punishment of the hereafter. This is temporary. And so her child goes in and then she is thrown in. And that was the end of her story as far as this dunya was concerned. No mention of her in a history book, no mention of her in a scripture, no mention of her in any newspaper. She was deemed an insignificant casualty of Fir'aun who used to kill people for fun, right and left. Until thousands of years later, our Messenger وسلم, smells her perfume in the heavens. And Jibreel gives the Prophet وسلم, the story of this woman who otherwise would have been deemed insignificant. SubhanAllah, how many people exist in the heavens whose fragrance fills the skies, whose clothes are more beautiful than the most expensive and extravagant custom-tailored cloth of this life, and their names are not known to us, but they're known to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Dear brothers and sisters, you know, SubhanAllah, a few weeks ago, Someone who was very beloved to me and beloved to many of you, Shaykh Muhammad al-Sharif, rahimahullah ta'ala, passed away. Unexpected. And we loved this man. Those who knew him loved him as a brother, not just as a teacher. And subhanAllah, you saw the outpouring of love and well-deserved. Well-deserved. And indeed, it is a beautiful sight when someone has touched so many people, benefited so many people, and people can recall the story after story, and many of them, by the way, just human stories. At the end of the day, he was a dad that was taking out his younger two children to the mall and praying Maghrib and Musalla to give his wife a break because his wife wasn't feeling well. The brother of Shaykh Muhammad al-Sharif. And he fell dead, rahimahullah ta'ala, and rightfully so, people came forth with their stories of how they benefited from him and how they knew him. And in that, you also had, of course, great scholars that passed away. Shaykh Effendi rahimahullah ta'ala in Turkey, one of the largest janaas that you would see of a scholar. Beautiful janaas, beautiful outpouring of love of this great scholar. And I wanted for a moment us to just think there are beautiful signs in that of people that have been touched that way. But the majority of Ahlul Jannah, the majority of the people of paradise, will not have that outpouring, not because they weren't important, not that that outpouring is not beautiful, but because the standard that we have and those great people that pass away would be the first to tell you that is different. It's not the only way to have worth. And I wanted us for a moment to just pause 
Because it can be, you know, deflating a bit when maybe you see all that and you say, well, what's my value? SubhanAllah, this person has touched this many lives and this person has done this and this person has done that. But what about me? I'm never going to be this great scholar that touches multiple people or someone who's known by millions of people or someone who's done this or someone who's done that. How am I, you know, sitting in my masjid, I'm a community volunteer, I'm a mother, I'm a, a, a devoted spouse, a brother, a sister, just a good child, just a really good friend to people. Maybe I donate here and there, but I'm not one of those people. I don't fit in that league of people. And that is one of the most detrimental mindsets to Islam and to Ikhlas, to Ihsan, to the concept of sincerity. Those people being celebrated was one consequence of what we hope was a testimony to their righteousness. But it's not the only testimony to a meaningful life and to righteousness. And maybe that's why in a society that glorifies mention, that glorifies value that is defined by other people valuing you. How many people know you? How many people like you? How many people celebrate you? How many people do this and that? If you want to be known, if you want to feel accomplished, then you've got to make sure that everybody knows that you're accomplishing your goals. Your career has to be amazing. You have to have the spotless family life. You have to have something that makes people say, MashaAllah. But where is the Allah part? We live in a society where that's how people define their own value. And you'll actually, you know, read about and, you know, hear about people whose fear of irrelevance and fear of being forgotten will dominate their entire lives to where they don't have happiness in this life and Allah knows what's for them in the hereafter. Will anybody remember me? Does anybody know me? What's my impact? And in the process, lose the opportunity to be that person who is elevated in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is a legend in the heavens where that mention matters most. Because we're always looking for these things. And by the way, it's human nature to look around yourself and to feel maybe a little bit deficient. To feel like, wait a minute, you know, this person accomplished this much. What have I accomplished? This person's doing this, what am I doing? Comparing ourselves to people and putting these types of benchmarks. And hopefully for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we might start to belittle ourselves and belittle what is our mention with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by the way, even the companions. I mean, imagine how demoralizing it is to look around and see Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, and Ali, and Aisha, and Umm Salama. I mean, where, where do I fit into this picture? The Prophet sallallahu walking with his companions. And yes, the Prophet sallallahu used to give people attention, but there were over 100,000 people doing hajj with the Prophet sallallahu and hajjat al-wada'. Where do I fit into the scheme? How do I get my moment with the Prophet ﷺ? Where do I go down as a Sahabi? What's, my, what's going to be my legacy? And that's why some of the ulama and the sharh of this hadith and the explanation of this hadith, they say when Ubayr said to the Prophet ﷺ, as the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Ya Ubayr, Allah has commanded me to recite to you Surah Al-Bayyinah. And Ubayr ibn Ka'ab said, wait, what? Hold on. Time out, before you go any further. Ya Rasulullah, Samani Rabbi, Allah said, Ubay. Allah said to you, Ya Rasulullah, recite to Ubay ibn Ka'ab. And the Prophet said, Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, recite to Ubay ibn Ka'ab. Faja'ala Ubay radiallahu ta'ala anhu yabki, shtad al-buka. 
started to cry and cry and cry and cry and cry at the thought, like, wait a minute, I was part of a conversation between Allah and the Messenger of Allah I would have certainly thought maybe it would be one of these other companions. Who am I? Who am I? And dear brothers and sisters, this is where that measure comes from, an incredible hadith Qudsi. Allah says, I am what my servant expects of me. I am with him when he remembers me. Remember last week we talked about what it means when Allah is with you. I am with my servants when he remembers me, despite social status, despite who knows them or who doesn't know them. I'm with them when they go into a state of dhikr. If he remembers me to himself, I remember him to myself. Allahu Akbar. What more do you need? If he makes mention of me alone, or she makes mention of me alone, Allah makes mention of you alone. Allah mentions your name. Who, who else do you need to even hear it at that point? Allah mentions you favorably. And if that person makes mention of me to a group of people, then I make mention of that person to a greater group. I mention that person to the malaika, to the angels as well. You want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to mention you? You want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to know you? You want Allah to elevate you? Focus on being memorialized, remembered, elevated, extolled by Him. To the point that the praise of others becomes so irrelevant in drowning in that mention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in that pursuit of the mention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are people that walk amongst us, scholars and imams that you wouldn't recognize, that are of the greatest scholars and students of knowledge. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them. Quran teachers, volunteers in the masjid, people that clean up the masjid, people that organize the parking, people that are incredible with their families, parents, spouses, children, that have this, this birr, this righteousness and obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's admirable. Strive. Strive to be amongst those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions favorably. Because that's the only thing that will matter when you pass away. We have to remove this idea of legacy only by mention. Legacy is not how you will be remembered. Legacy is how you will be resurrected. Stop worrying about public influence. Worry about impact. What is the sadaqa jariyah, the continuous charity that will continue to give to you after you pass away? Most sadaqa jariyah is not attributed to the initiator because it's too hard to trace it at that point. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala traces it down altogether. And if Allah knows you, no one else needs to. Dear brothers and sisters, this last incident I leave you with is one with Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And I'll get to the end of it. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu sent a group of people to Persia. And it was one of the famous battles where you had multiple casualties multiple casualties from both sides. Some of them were senior commanders amongst the companions of the Prophet And when the ambassador came back to Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu had to chase him down. He was coming on his horse to hurry up and give the news to the people of Medina what happened. And Umar radiallahu anhu went chasing after him and Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu was asking him for the news. What happened? What happened? What happened? And the man started to talk about who died. And he mentioned these names that were very beloved to Umar radiallahu anhu. Fulan wa fulan wa fulan. 
this person and this person and this person. Umar anhu cried at the mention of every single person that he remembered. And then he says to Umar anhu, وَآخَرُونَ مِنْ أَفْنَادِ النَّاسِ مِمَّنْ لَا يَعْرِفُهُمْ أَمِيرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ You know, there are a lot of other people and you don't know who they are. They're amongst those who you don't know. You don't know their names, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen. And Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu had a deep moment of realization. And he started to cry and he said, وَمَا ضَرَّهُمْ أَنَّا يَعْرِفَهُمْ أَمِيرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ لَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْرِفُهُمْ Who cares if Amir al-Mu'mineen, what bothers them if I don't know who they are, if Allah knows who they are? What worth is it to them if I knew who they were? so long as Allah knows who they were. Every single time you think about your brothers and sisters from the Uyghurs who are being massacred in these internment camps, in numbers that we don't even know, Allah knows who they are, may Allah accept their shahada. When you think about these people in Palestine whose stories become more and more and whose relevance because of the periodic bombardments and, and occupation and what that comes with, Allah knows their names. When you think about your brothers and sisters in Yemen or in Syria, people whose names we can't grasp in Kashmir, where are they? Allah knows who they are and Allah knows who we are. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those that He is pleased with. May Allah make us amongst those whose names are celebrated in the heavens. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who are elevated to be amongst the prophets, the messengers, the shuhada, the salihun, wa hasuna ulaika rafiqa. Allahumma ameen. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah liulakum wa yisar al-muslimin fastaghfiru innahu al-ghafur rahim. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala. اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم اغفر لنا ورحمنا واعف عنا ولا تعذبنا ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم اغفر لوالدينا رب ارحمهما كما ربونا صغارا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم انصر المستضعفين في مشارك الأرض ومغاربها اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والكاذبين ودمر أعداء الدين اللهم أهلك الظالمين بالظالمين وأخرجنا وإخواننا من بينهم سارمين عباد الله أن الله يأمر بالعد والإحسان وإيتاء القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والباغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على النعماء يزد لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقيم الصلاة